All right, we are back this week. Uh, Nick and David, and I think at least one other person will pop on in a little bit here. And uh, we're going to talk about health insurance this week because a lot of people really don't understand how it works. And we're going to kind of give you the lowdown on, on what to expect. Uh, Nick, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. I, uh, today I got a couple of Bud Lights, uh, the old faithful for me. It's my, my go-to. Um, yeah, very excited about today's episode. Um, we talked about great. I mean, your, your history is the, the insurance field. I mean, that's what you do. Um, I just happen to use it. And um, some people are going to be asking how's insurance related to, to um, investing in money. Um, we're going to walk you through some of those things as well. Um, believe it or not, you can actually invest <laughs> while having insurance. So, again, um, and as Bush, real excited. If you guys want to go ahead and sponsor us, I probably drink a. A few kegs a, a year. Uh, go ahead and ship that. David and I will drink that. David, what are you drinking? So I got a couple of fun beers this week. I, I went with beers from Shorts Brewing, and I'll I'll jump on my soapbox in a minute here. First, I have Power of Love, and then I have Internet Dating. So excited about both of those. I saw a post from Shorts Brewing the other day. Uh, they have a pub in I think it's Bellevue, Michigan, basically saying that uh, hey Mike. Basically saying that, you know, please stop coming in and screaming at their employees for, you know, the fact that you have to wear a mask. So I, that stuff kind of charges me up a little bit. So I figured I'd support shorts this week and, and the people that are yelling at employees, uh, kindly go fuck yourself because, you know, I'm sick of, sick of hearing that type of stuff, you know. No employees should have to deal with your bullshit. So that's my little soapbox thing there um mike you drinking anything fun or i almost feel like I'm, I'm doing what i've done before but it's it's still the forbidden fruit cider by um the papa brewing company but this time it's blackberry and blueberry flavored oh how is that it's really good that sounds awesome i need to I get some that, of that friday night to hang out with some of the pto parents and that sounds, sounds like awesome Sounds like we need to like hunt them down to uh, maybe sponsor us for some of those because that does sound great. Yeah, their ciders are good. They've got a good vanilla porter. About the limit to what I've had. I went with the old faithful Bud Light, so I, I I'm enjoying it. Nixon, you said this earlier that I had you until the rosemary. You can barely taste any rosemary. Really? Yeah. Is that is that the soft parade? No, this is uh, Power of Love. Hour of Love. It's a shandy-style ale brewed with rosemary and raspberry and blended with homemade lemonade. All right. I'm excited about it. It's, it's very good. But, so shout out to Shorts right. before we get into this. Here. I stopped at the beer exchange after work, and I had a stuff parade and a Bel Air Brown, so I kind of ordered Shorts today as well. Absolutely. We... we we need to we need to do this, okay? So, viewers, uh, the beer exchange is a place down in Kalamazoo, okay? It, it, because this is financial, you guys need to know about this. I'm gonna tell this, you. My this story, really does right? tie in. Yes. So, all right. So the beer exchange, right? So you you from everything I'm told, this is this is what I'm you want, told. You want me to tell it? No, I'm telling. I'll, I'll tell my side and what okay. happened. So you, you go there, right, and, and 
the 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 beer every thirty minutes or hour, right? The the, the price of it goes up and down. So, fifteen minutes. Yep. Yeah, and so right, the the price of this can becomes cheaper. The price of this one, it depends on what they're buying, and so prices are fluctuating. There's a ticker going all the way around this whole thing, mm. and. You know, I, me being a financial person, me loving to drink, right? I'm like, this is a place for me. So I get, I get so excited. Finally, I don't know. I mean, years, right? Years of thinking of finally going. And it's, it's 40 minutes from me. This isn't crazy drive. But we're, we're headed down there for a concert anyway. So we stop in, and it's like noon on a Friday, right? Yeah, they don't start until so I'm, 6. I'm so <laughs> yeah, come to find out. Like, none of the fun of this, right, starts until 6. They hand me, like, a straight menu with straight pricing, and it's just a regular bar, and I'm sitting here going, oh, that was, like, the most disappointing, like, built-up thing of my entire life just to walk in and be, oh, it's a regular yeah. boring bar. Uh, and I, you got to so go after so 6 to enjoy it. Yeah. And then a so few times anybody, tonight, uh, the anybody, market crashes, and then the, the beer – the drinks are at their their lowest possible price, depending for how they price it. Like sure. you can fill our highlight for like a buck seventy five is like a fourteen ounce pilsner. It's not bad. Um, yeah, it's not. Let's say it's not bad. Um, I remember I just bought. We ended up buying a couple cans and eating some quick food, and um, it was you know we were the only people there, right? I I'm the only person that drinks at noon, so. <laughs> I've been but, there at yeah, noon before and drank. It's a, it's a real other places a dude. It's a real fun. Uh, it's a real fun sounding place. So if anybody's watching and they know any connections and they want to get the beer exchange to sponsor us to have us in there, let us know. We'll come. We'll come completely do it. Um, give me give me that satisfaction to know that I, I officially felt the the what it what it really is right. So. Um, I, I enjoy the financial part of that thing. It just sounds like an amazing time to go. My problem is, is right, once something goes plummeting, I'm, I'm going to chug like six of them. Oh, I got a great deal. I'm a great deal buyer, right? <laughs> <sighs> All righty. So let's get into this one here. So I know uh, typically I'm the one asking all the questions, but since this is my expertise, I think Nick's going to more lead this conversation than – than I am, and I'm just going to kind of explain everything that we go through here. Sure. Um, right, so, David, insurance, I mean, there, there's multiple things. Uh, you see all these acronyms, you know, HMOs, POS, PPOs. Um, what are they? What do they do? Can you tell me about insurance in general? So, each of those is a different type of plan, and they're all governed by different oversight legislative bodies. Okay, so in Michigan, it's it's DIFS, which stands for Department of Insurance and Financial Services, maybe. I don't, don't quote me on that. I may be wrong. Um, so for an HMO, an HMO is a health and maintenance organization. Uh, basically, you are required to have a PCP, which a PCP is a uh, primary care physician. You are only covered for anything that is basically in your provider service network. So they'll give you a list of this, these are the providers we will cover. 
And as long as you go to them, then you're covered. If you want to go to a doctor that is not covered under those, you're paying full price. It's not tracking towards any of your deductibles or out-of-pockets, anything like that. So it's, it's probably the most strict plan there is. Um, most of the people I know either are on an HMO or a PPO. I've had an HMO ever since I got my own insurance. On you know, it's we're talking 20 almost 20 years. Um, the POS is a point of service plan, uh, very similar to an HMO. You have a preferred benefit level and an alternate benefit level. So, obviously, if you're going to one of their preferred providers, they're paying at a higher percentage than they are if you go to one of their alternate providers, which they'll pay less for. They also require a PCP. So much like an HMO, you have a PCP, but you do have options of going to somebody that's not necessarily in your, in your network. Um, and then the PPO is the preferred, preferred provider organization. I don't, I don't know all the acronyms. I got to read my cheat sheet once in a while. So PPOs are popular because you don't need any referrals. You don't need any PCP. You know, with an HMO, you, you have to get referred to a specialist. You can't just walk in and see any doctor that you want for any number of things. You have to work that through your PCP. Uh, same thing with the point of service. You, you, you need to be referred. With PPO plan, you don't have any referrals. You just make an appointment, go, whether it's for, you know, a surgery that you need or feel you need or physical therapy you just decide where you want to go, go get it done. They have in-network and out-of-network benefits. Obviously, the in-network pays higher than the out-of-network does. Out-of-network benefits can get quite expensive, as with the POS and the alternate benefits. But, you know, those are basically the, the three most popular types of insurance coverages for medical. You know, there are some other ones, but usually not worth getting into. Sure. Um so you mentioned a couple things, I guess I, I want to talk about, um, deductibles out of pockets. Um, let's kind of, let's kind of walk through what, did, you know, cause I know, I know when I signed up back when I had a job, it was, you know, I could have a 500, a thousand or $1,500 deductible. And then they were all based, you know, on, on different things and stuff like that. So what are some things, you know, I should choose being deductible wise and things like that. And, um, you know, what, what does the out of pocket, I guess, mean for me? So when we look at different cost sharing mechanisms, so deductibles and out of pockets, co-insurance and co-payment, it's all, you know, kind of an important thing to know when you're looking at your coverage. So a co-payment is any straight dollar amount that you have to pay to go to get whatever service you're getting, whether it's, you know, going to your regular family doctor, your PCP, or whether it's going to a specialist to, you know, get your finger cut off because it's got gangrene or, you know, whatever. Um, Coinsurance, on the other hand, is any percentage you're going to pay. So, you know, if you have a hospitalization and it covers 80%, that that's your coinsurance is the, Insurance is going to pay 80%. You're going to get a bill for 20% of, you know, whatever that cost is. When we talk about deductibles, deductibles, you pay upfront before the insurance pays any of those costs. So if you, 
so Nick's family, let's say he, he opts his plan and it's a 2,000, 4,000 deductible. 2,000 would be if he was an individual, 4,000 would be if he's a family. So he would pay the first $4,000 since he has three people before insurance is kicking in money, okay? Every plan has an out-of-pocket maximum that's tied to it. So for a two and four plan, your out-of-pocket max might be four and eight. So once Nick hits his $4,000 and the insurance starts paying, doesn't mean everything's free now. Now those co-insurances and those co-payments kick in. And instead of you know, going to the doctor and you know, his doctor charges $80 for an office visit, as let's say a straight copay of you know, 30 bucks, now he's paying that. That no longer tracks towards the deductible because it's already met. That tracks towards the out-of-pocket. So if he ends up spending $8,000 in that plan year, everything after that is now free. Sure. Um, and that's what we find with most like car insurances and, or, you know, car crashes and, and bigger, bigger things is right. You hit that and then everything else is covered. Um, right now, I guess on to, on to what I know a little bit about and the fun part for me, uh, the investing, um, help me out, I guess, but like HSAs, right. Uh, HRAs, Benny cards. I mean, I think, you know, a crap ton of them. What, what, what do you got for us? So we'll start with HSAs because HSAs have gotten really popular over the years. So an HSA is a health savings account, which is not technically a health. Okay. It's a bank account that you can use to pay for qualified medical expenses, which, you know, could be, I need to run to the store and buy band-aids. It's qualified medical expense. You know, I, I need to pick up aspirin because, you know, I take an aspirin every day or, you know, I, I got to get my prescription of, Zoloft because you know my anxiety is out of control and I, I'm going to the doctor those types of things. you can pay all of these things out of your HSA HSAs have to be paired with a HDHP which is a high deductible health plan so Nick and I were talking yesterday and his question to me was what does high deductible mean so I did some looking it up because you know I just take for granted on my plans, I have an HSA. I've had an HSA for 12 years. Uh, I've always had the high deductible health plan. So, you know, I, I think our cheapest one was started at 2000, 4000. Uh, the IRS will tell you that for 2019, I don't know what the update for 2020 is, any plan with a deductible of 1350 for an individual or 2700 for a family is a high deductible health plan. And your total out of pocket cannot exceed sixty-seven fifty for an individual or thirteen thousand five hundred for a family. Which, if you're spending thirteen thousand five hundred as a family, you're spending a lot of money. Yep. Um, now, the reason I like HSAs is there's a lot of tax advantages for them. If, if you're contributing to your HSA from your check, that's pre-tax dollars, so you're not getting taxed on that money. Um, you're earning interest on your HSA. And then when you hit a certain threshold, you have the option to take that money and actually invest it to try and grow it higher. Of course, we all know with investing, you could lose money as well. 
So it's not like you're going to guarantee get more money out of this, but you know, you do have that option, which is something Nick always loves. You have the option of making more money with your money. Yep. Um, these can be funded by anyone. So, you know, Mike's my friend and he's got an HSA and I got some extra money and I can just throw money in his HSA because I like it. It, there's no real strict rules on who can and cannot contribute to an HSA. Uh, you own it. So if you change jobs, that account goes with you. Whatever money is in it goes with you. I know with my job, every the start of every year, they put X number of dollars in our HSA. If I decide to turn around a month later and leave, they don't get that money back. That's my money. Okay. Sure. Um, because you can take it with you, the money does not disappear. It is always there until you spend it. So there's no use it or lose it like there is with some of the other plans. Um, I think that hits pretty much most of the highlights for the HSAs. I know Nick really likes the investing aspect and you had an HSA with your former job, didn't you Nick? Yep, yep, so um, right year one, or not year one, uh, a few years back they finally offered it. Uh, they used to just give us $500 um, right into it. So your $1,500 deductible looked like uh, $1,000 deductible, you know, kind of just right away. Um, and then they they said, nope, forget that. You have to put in 500 and we'll match 500. So 10 bucks a week, pretty much. Um, and then they matched it. So, you know, forced to do, you know, forced to do that. Um, you know, we found out, we found out that, uh, there's a max that you're allowed to put into these. Uh, so guys, you can't, you can't just put your whole paycheck, uh, tax free and invest it. Um, my, my wife and I, between the two of us, we, we came really close last year <laughs> to, to reaching that because I'm, you know, I'm treating everything as a financial tool. Um, you know, and, and I didn't know that there was a max at that point. Um, so, right, I and I still have it, as David said. This is, as David said, this is a, you know, it's a thing that stays with me. It's my money. Um, so, right, I still, I can still use that. And, yes, it does have to be used towards medical expenses. But, um, you know, so I just have a, I have a small nest egg sitting around there. So. Yeah, Nick brings up a great point. There are limits on how much you can put in. Uh, that that's pre-tax dollars, and I believe for 2020 that's 67.50. Might be 100 bucks off on that, but it's it's around that number. Um, yeah. After that, you know, you can no, no longer contribute tax-free. So. And say, and and it does include. And that does include whatever match, right? So when David said, hey, it doesn't matter yep. who puts it in, it, like it's literally per account. So um, when I said that, you know, they gave me $500, like, you know, I was I was doing miscalculation because I didn't, I thought it was just me personally and not, not what they gave me as well. So um, just a heads up on that. Um, you know, I say, I'll, I'll, we had uh, in, our, in our other, um, in our other plan, like the the thousand dollar deductible, the five hundred, um, we had this thing called uh, uh, an FSA, 
right? I think it's a, what, a flex spending account. Correct. You want to you want to touch base on what that is, I guess. Sure. So Nick and I touched base on this yesterday because he asked me what a Benny card was, and I've never heard of a Benny card. So I, I started looking that up. And those 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 can be used for any of the benefits we're going to talk about right now. But you know, for him specifically, it was for his his flex spending account. So flex spending accounts you can use for medical expenses. So same type of thing as HSAs. You know. Band-Aids, doctor appointments, eye care, dental, anything. Uh, but you can also use these funds to pay for daycare, you know, child care. So under your kid daycare, this is pre-tax money. The, the big disadvantage to a FSA is if you don't use that money in that year, you lose it. So it's gone. So you have to keep track and make sure that you're using that money or that, that money just goes away. Um, what's an, so, so, you know, I've heard the terms HRA. I mean, what's, what, what's that? An HRA is similar to an HSA. It's a health reimbursement account. They're somewhat popular at work. I don't deal with them a lot, but you know, I can give you kind of the basics. Um, these are funded fully by your employer. So they put the money in. You can use it to pay for premiums and doctor visits and, you know, any qualified medical expenses. Uh, but because your employer puts that money in, if you leave the company, they keep their money. That's their money. That is not your account. Okay? So that's, that's really the big difference between the HSA and the HRA is that's their money versus the HSA, which is your money. Sure. Um. You know, I say, I guess, you know, touching, touching with you guys on the financial side of things, right? So um, I do, you know, again, we, I personally gain my, gain my money. I pay my, my taxes on my gains and things like that every year. Um, but I'm putting in them pre-tax. So that's a great thing. You know, one thing, one thing um, that I like about it, right, is, is it forces me to have a nest egg in case something happens, right? So my wife and I's goal is every year to pretty much have enough money sitting in this account to where we just have our deductible paid, um, or sorry, our out of pocket, right? So um, that way in case something, you know, I, I ride a motorcycle, I've been down, um, and if something bad happens, right, it's just, she knows that, boom, this specific account right here, is money that she couldn't use to anything else in the world. It's, it's only medical. Boom. It's, it, you know, she just swipes the card, pays the bill, you know, or, or, you know, makes the phone call. It's completely done. And, you know, then everything else after that is, is free. And, um, you know, we hope that never happens. Um, I, I want to talk, you know, about say when, when, when you look at things, right. We talked about, you can buy, you can buy prescriptions, right. Um, some prescriptions are, are ridiculous in cost, right? So this is a great way, again, pre-tax. I mean, if you're in a 20% tax bracket, right? I mean, you, you, you just, you save 20 cents on every dollar into this account. So to me, it's, it's just a huge thing. And, you know, most people, I think, forget that there's such small things out there, right? Like David, David says Band-Aids, but right? Like if you're going to the store, yes, how much of a pain in the butt is it to, to swipe for all your groceries or whatever, but then throw up your band-aids for, you know, my daughter, 
she loves the the smiley faces and the sparklies and all these and you know what like boom i already you know <laughs> so i'm i'm saving 20 percent just on that bad boy you know um anything anything kind of over in that department i mean uh you know i get cuts and scrapes all the time so <laughs> uh you know bandages so if if for some reason you know you chop off the tips of your toes when you get in a motorcycle crash you can just go you can go and buy bandage right the stuff that like wraps the the ankles everything like that um cover up all that and and again you've, you've paid for it so it's just a it's a great way to save the only the only thing I guess I can tell you guys is some people, you know, if you're a financial, if sometimes you get into financial tight spots and you think, hey, I can go spend this money on pizza, there's a chance that you're going to get audited and they're going to want to see all receipts for all of this stuff or, or they're going to want to see the transactions, right? So, um, you know, just make sure, I guess the only thing I can tell you is make sure you're being honest with what you're doing, right? And yeah, as I said, if, if, if you're buying this stuff and it's, you know, ibuprofen, aspirin, blah, blah, blah. And you know what? Make two transactions. You know, nope, sorry, this has to go on this card. This has to go on that. So it'll make your life uh, just that much easier. And, you know, you'll, 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 invest, in, <laughs> you'll invest in a greater way. So um, I say I, I, love, I love the investment thing. Um, any other acronyms uh, out of ways to save or uh, things like that that we've missed, David? No, I think that really hits the highlights of the acronyms, the different types of plans that are out there, the ways to save with them, kind of the little intricacies each one has. Um, the next thing I really wanted to hit was the Affordable Care Act because it gets a lot of misinformation spread out about it. You'll, you'll hear it, especially a lot this year because it's an election year. They're going to talk about how they hate Obamacare. And then you're going to find the idiots that hate Obamacare that love the Affordable Care Act. Same thing. It's the same exact thing. All right. Now, people complain all the time because it's so expensive. I can't afford in the insurance because Obama raised my rates and I didn't get to keep my plan and blah, blah, blah. So here's the deal. I own a company and I hire Nick. And I give Nick, you know, let's say, Nick, I can only pay 18 an hour. I know you're used to making more than that, but I can only afford that because I also have to pay insurance on you and insurance on you, you know, per month, you're still going to have to kick in 175 bucks a check. Okay. So like 350 a month, he's going to have to kick in. What Nick doesn't know is for that insurance, I'm probably paying upwards of $1,500 to cover him for that month. So... People sit there and they go, well, I don't, I don't understand why when I go to try and buy this plan, they're going to charge me premiums of $1,000 and then I still have a deductible that's, you know, 2000 4000 whatever it is. These are the same things businesses are paying for, okay? Insurance is not cheap. This, this has become big money for people, you know. Dying is typically the cheapest option. Uh, because especially if you have life insurance, if you have life insurance, you're usually worth more death than alive, you know? It's, it's sad. It's sad, but it's true. And I, you know, I, between my retirement accounts and my life insurance, I, I'm worth over half a million dollars. If I drop dead, I don't have a half a million dollars right now, you know, to go and buy anything. Yeah. 
my wife will if I drop dead right now, you know. So kudos to her, I guess. It's, it's like, you know, we were, you, we were talking about that a while back. It was, you are always were, you know, if you have any life insurance at all, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's, you know, um, 401 or anything. If you have any bit of life insurance, when you think about it, right, when, you, when you're doing your financial net worth, you are always worth more dead than you are alive. And that's, that's the saddest thing in the world to think about. Like, even if it's $5, right? Like, officially dead, I'm worth $5 more than I was any time living on this earth. So that's why, that's why David and I, right, we, we changed that mindset of this isn't a money thing. This is about how we impact the world and what we do for you guys, what we do for other people out in this world. Like, this is where our passion comes from is because I never want to feel that I'm worth more dead than I am alive. Right. Like I never want that feeling. Yes. It, it's crap to know that that's out there. I never want that feeling, right. You should never have that feeling. Um, yeah. I say the affordable care act. Right. So, and that's what most people, you know, I know you touched base on it. I want to give my two cents on it. Um, you know, so again, people, you know, people are over here, I want $15 an hour, right? And they were making $10 an hour jobs. Okay, so, you know, now you want this company to pay you five extra dollars and you want your insurance, you know, at, you know, whatever that is, like another $4 an hour, $3 an hour per employee, right? Like, go, go find, you know, if you're taking this risk, man, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be having all this as the, you know, small business type thing you know, larger corporations, uh, we could have this debate and we probably should some other, some other episode. Um, right. But like you look at Walmart, right. Walmart, they hire part-time people cause they don't have to give them benefits. And you know, that's one thing about the affordable care act is like, Nope. Hey, everybody has to be offered and it's trying to make it fair. So that way, you know, that way there's nobody, nobody struggling type of a thing. Um, and we never want to see anybody struggle in this world. Right. Our, our view is to help people, get away from the struggle bus. That's why we gave you the, the HSA, the HRAs, the Benny cards, the FSAs, right? Those are things that you should be taking advantage of in your work. Um, because, because right. It, it's when emergencies happen, you can't always come up with the money. Let's, let's plan ahead, not in our own personal savings. So it doesn't attack because, you know, I would hate to see the day where I get in a car crash so a i'm out of car right because i only have plpd i'm out of car uh i have i don't care 100 grand in medical bills and my wife has to stay at the hospital so now she has to eat the food that's at the hospital which i don't care five dollar subs every right but you know when you think about it like it's not just it's not just that hospital stay that's expensive it's man i gotta come out of this so um you know i want you guys to my that's how my mind works right just to talk to you guys my mind thinks worst case scenario of this and then like builds like the actual, the actual, like, again, most people don't think, Hey, the, the $5 for food, like they don't add that up. People don't add the drive time. They don't add the car. They don't add the, this, like, like my mind just goes, you know, I need every little bit of this <laughs> and completely spelled out. Um, but say the, the affordable care act, I think, you know, if we got it to a point to where everybody was able to afford right? Insurance. And we, we can cut down on some of the things that they charge, you know, um, hospitals and, and all these things. Um, I, it could be more affordable for everybody. Um, you want to say hi? Let's see. So my, my kid's a YouTube star and she's proud of it. I'm telling you. 
She tells me every day. <laughs> but um, they say one other tip. You bet. One other tip, I guess, um, with, with most insurance, I know because my wife works in the hospital, we talk about it. Um, you can, you can call your insurance and, uh, see what, what we live in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We, that's what we call it. Uh, except for Mike lives down in Kalamazoo, but still like he can, he can see, Hey, you know, if, if for some reason he has to go have, um, my, you know, a foot surgery, right? My, my mom's having that. Um, she, she can, she can call a person and say, Hey, how much does it cost? It's just like buying pizza. It sounds weird. Like if you want to, you know, foot surgery, foot surgery. Yes. You can have doctors that'll do better in this and that, but you know, you can go, Hey, how much do you charge for foot surgeries? How much do you charge for foot surgeries? How much do you charge? And then they'll, they'll tell you how much it charges. And so you'll know your out of pocket cost, um, and what you're going to hit. So, um, one thing that's one thing to look into, um, with your insurance, right? Just say, everybody's got their cards and things like carry your cards with you. Um, and, and give a call. So that way, if you're going to get surgery of anything, you know what the cheapest plan is. So. Well, and you know, when, when we look at costs for the ACA, the, the best part out there is their subsidies. So if you make a certain amount of money, they make the insurance cheaper for you. Okay. The, the difference is if you fall off the subsidy cliff, we'll say, that's when it starts to get really expensive. So for Nick, he's not working at his job anymore. Let's pretend his wife doesn't have insurance and he needs to get insurance because he has a, you know, a young daughter at home and they all need to be covered. So for Nick, as long as he makes under $83,120 a year, as a family, he'll qualify for subsidies, you know, because what they look at is up to 400% of the federal poverty line. Okay. So same thing for Mike, he's a family of three, he could get on a plan if he's under $83,120. Now, if he makes $83,130, no more subsidy, he's putting that full cost, which is going to be very, very expensive. So it's great that they have this out there. There's a marketplace you can go shop for everything. I'm going to be doing this next year for my daughter because she's going to be 26, which, you know, the two biggest wins for the ACA is you can keep your kids on until they're 26. They don't have to be full-time students because let's face it, they don't understand it before they're 26. And even at 26, they probably don't understand it because I don't think I did. And I was working for the insurance company. We'll say I'm 32 and still don't know it all, right? I mean, and the other big one was you can't be denied for pre-existing conditions anymore. So, you know, if you're diabetic or if you've had cancer, insurers used to deny you for those reasons, which kept costs low for healthy people, but it made unhealthy people go into massive amounts of debt because they couldn't afford any kind of insurance and nobody was cutting them any kind of deals. Yeah. So those were two huge wins that came out and, you know, they, people like to talk all the time about how expensive the Affordable Care Act is. So I looked up some stats because I love stats. So healthcare costs have been rising at alarming rates for the last several decades, pretty much since the eighties. Um, before the ACAs, premiums were rising over 10% yearly nationwide. Okay. So 
if a premium on an employee was a thousand bucks, you can expect it to be 1100 next year. It's just going up and up. Uh, after the ACA was passed, premiums, their rates have been raising between two and 6%. So that started to get them a little more in line with a more affordable option, I guess is a good way to put that. Um, still, I, I can't say any options out there are affordable. Like I think the worst thing they did was calling this the Affordable Care Act, because if you've lived in the U.S. long enough, you know that nothing about healthcare is ever affordable. Um, we touched on it earlier, you know, when your job covers you, the company's paying tens of thousands of dollars every year for one employee, just in premiums. That's not even for the care. That's just to cover you, yeah. which is why when you go and try to buy your own insurance, it is so expensive. Okay. This is one of the bigger money-making vehicles that's out there is, you know, selling health insurance, really selling any insurance. How often, Nick, do you use your car insurance? Um, I've been driving for, gosh, 12, 14, 16 years, 15, 14 years, never once. Yeah, I've, I've used mine a couple times, maybe, maybe. I don't even think I, I don't, I think I've used it once. Yeah. I, I, my mom has used hers more because people like to hit her new cars. <laughs> you know, my, my pickup truck got hit five or six times and it's still bumpers. It never got fixed once. It didn't need to. Yeah. You know, the only car I think we've had fixed is Dawn's VW when, you know, she got hit front end and that was an expensive bill. And of course, what happens when you turn into flame? It deck your rates. Yeah, I say it just goes up and that's, you know, that's when it comes back to healthcare, right? So, um, just like car insurance, that's, that, that's a great way to that's a great way to explain things. Is you know, so we're given all these healthcare, and granted, you might not use it, but your coworker did, their kid, their kids did, and every time that you have kids and you add to this this little pool of people that you work with, right? I mean, and then that's more people they're going to have to cover, and so it costs more money, and that's where this growth comes. Could, because people keep using it and insurance insurance isn't out there to, you know, let, let's put it the other way. Insurance is there to make money, right? They're not, they're not there to give things away for free. Um, you know, I, I, I wish there wasn't, you know, this, this greed of a thing and I, I they didn't allow it, but that's my opinion. Um, you know, I, I also think that you should be able to, the only problem, I, the only problem, and I'll be honest, like with the Affordable Care Act is this forces everyone, Obamacare forced everyone to have to have insurance. Okay. Well, you're financially wealthy people, you know, you're in our area, right? You're, you're Myers, you're DeVos's. No, right. You should be able to go in and say, Hey, look, I'm going to pay you cash because these, you know, the problem is, is even, even we talk about the poverty line or, you know, just, just above that poverty line. So when you're making 25,000 a year, you're above the poverty line or whatever it is. And you know, how many of those people are actually paying their medical bills? You know, um, it's just not happening. So, right. I, I believe that me as a person with financial, I'm not, I'm not in the DeVos area, but like I should be able to walk in and be like, Hey, you want to do $10,000 for a foot, take seven grand cash, boom, cash money, 
right in your hand. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm getting 30%, you know, I, I should be able to buy, I should be able to buy what I want. So that's the only negative I see is, you know what, I'm going to buy what I want from who I want, how I want to, if I'm financially there. So um, I, I, don't, I don't think everybody should be granted. Most of, I mean, yes, they complained, but most of the people that were there weren't complaining because of what it was a $500 $500 fine if you didn't have it. So, you know, it was like the people he was hurting, was just, it was just dumb. So, Well, and when we look at that, you know, part of the reason that they wanted that mandate that everybody has to be covered is in, to cover those pre-existing conditions now, what it did was it took the cost from, you know, let, let's say I had cancer and now I have a pre-existing condition. Instead of charging me 200% more than they're going to charge Mike, who did not have cancer. They're going to charge us both the same thing, and we're going to share that cost of my cancer. Okay, so they took that risk and they spread it out amongst a large number of people instead of, you know, just saying, well, that sucks that your body's screwed and your genetics were screwed up, or, you know, you smoked for 20 years, or whatever dumb thing happened. Sure you're going to get penalized for all of that, even if it had absolutely nothing to do with anything you've done. Now it spreads it out over people. So the insurance company doesn't have to sit there and take huge, massive losses. They can still make money because like Nick said, they're in a business to make money. They're not here to, it's not charity. Okay. They're not out to lose money. They don't want to break even. They need to make money. Yeah. Um, Mike, any good questions? Uh, we hit everything. You, your kids covered. You know, you know what you're doing we now. Did. This was kind of an interesting year for me because at the when it came time to sign up for insurance at the end of last year, my ex was able to actually get a family plan cheaper than a plan that would cover just her and her husband. So she offered to take our kids and put them under hers. So, you know, for me, it was interesting if this can continue, you know, what's the best option for me. But, you know, we had, I think she just had uh, one of those like a PPO style plan. And, you know, my daughter spent the first, you know, three of the first four days of the year, you know, planned in the hospital, not like in the hospital for anything, you know, unexpected. But we basically, you know, we hit her deductible in the first week of the year. So since then, everything has been free that she had to do for the kids. You know, she's got, you know, Max is doing some, you know, OT, Addie's in chiropractic, and it's all free at this point. So, you know, you know, we talked a lot about out-of-pockets, you know, depending on what happens, you can cover your out-of-pockets really, really quick. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was good to hear, you know, I've always wondered the difference between high deductible and, with an HSA versus just a standard plan where, you know, you have co-pays or co-insurance with every visit and, you know, only would it take, you know, something really weird to reach that, you know, max out of pocket. Yeah. Well, I'm going to jump in the weeds here for a minute because, you know, I get a lot of questions from people on what plan should I sign up for? And I, I like to direct people towards an HSA in, in two circumstances. One, they're really, really healthy. Or two, they have a lot of medical. So 
if you're somewhere in the middle, an HSA is probably not right for you because you absolutely want to either not spend any money or you want to hit that deductible. Yeah. Because at that point, it was a money-saving decision. Okay. If you have a thousand dollar deductible and you pick an HSA and you spend eight hundred and ninety-five dollars, you cost yourself money because you probably would have spent less on a traditional plan where you're just spending your copays going in, you know, and you have whatever cost sharing, you know, weekly, bi-weekly is taken out of your check for those things. So most people know somebody that has some idea when you get your plans, sit down with that person and say, okay, this is what the company covers this is what I have to pay out of each paycheck. What makes sense for me? Because they can usually make some good decisions, you know, at least give you enough guidance so you can say, okay, well, I'm probably better off going in this direction than the other direction because, you know, in the long run, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a surgery next year. So the HSA really makes sense because I know I'm going to hit that deductible and maybe even my out of pocket. Whereas, Hey, I'm healthy and I've been healthy and I, I'd just rather take the risk of, you know, being on a traditional plan and spending less money. Yeah. Let's say I, um, you know, I, I always tell people, I'm like, look, if you know that you're on prescriptions, right. So like if you're a diabetic, there's probably a good chance you should take a really low deductible. You should just meet all that stuff. You know, Mike did it this year with his kid, right? Smartest thing, man. Schedule everything right in the beginning, save up your money and, and pay it. And then right. Freedom becomes. So, um, you know, so if you know that you're spending money, right, I, I vote, you know, go with, go with the lowest possible. And then, um, if you're using it as a tool, like, yeah, I say I'm big, I'm unhealthy, but I don't, you know, I, and let's be honest, if I'm, if I'm unhealthy, I wouldn't know it because I don't go see a damn doctor anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, so at that point, it's like, it's like, I'm, I'm going to take that risk and just take the HSA with the higher deductible. And, you know, if it happens, then I guess I'll, I'll pay for it there. But however many years it's going to take, I'll have that money saved up. So, um, you know, I, I guess I do things in a financial sense. So um, anything else to add from anybody? Um, so, I think for my part, I hit the highlights. Yeah, it's say uh, Bud Light, it's Anheuser Bush. Appreciate it. Um, always, always great to drink some Bud Light. Um, guys, like, subscribe, share the video. Let everybody know what's going on. Um, Mike, what was that uh, cider again? It is called Forbidden Fruit. Yeah from uh pawpaw brewing so if anybody knows anybody pawpaw brewing reach out to us we all want to try it i mean mike can try it again uh we're looking for we're looking for that sponsorship um guys again i say i appreciate you guys watching and uh have a great night yeah i'm gonna give one more shout out to shorts i'm sorry people yell at you in the uh brewery there tell them to piss off and i'll keep buying shorts and uh I'm going to make that as a shirt. Just piss off. <laughs> Thanks for joining us again this week, guys. If you have ideas of things you'd like to hear, please let us know. We're, we're always looking for ideas. Um, I'm, I'm hoping next week we can catch up with DJ and see how the house buying experience went. I know we've been teasing that for a couple weeks now, but I, I think he's getting ever closer to closing. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping to get towards that point when we can sit down with him. So 
Yeah. Other than that, uh, it's been good joining you boys as always, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a good night.